everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are discussing another new release. Netflix has given us the chance to see another new movie. This was bought out of Toronto last year, if my memory serves me correct. It is from French film director Olivier Sayas. I've seen a few of his more recent movies. I did miss his one last year, nonfiction. But I think I've seen every movie besides that since Carlos, which was another, I will be comparing this movie to, it was another docudrama thriller starring Edgar Ramirez. But uh, the movie we're talking about today is Wasp Network. This film stars Penelope Cruz, Edgar Ramirez, Gal Garcia Bernal, Ana de Armas, Wagner Mora, and who I'm assuming is, is he the handsome man? Yeah, that's debatable. Yes, yeah, he's handsome. Oh, he's even more. Wait, which handsome one are we talking about? Wagner Morris, the Anna de Armas, the TV star guy. Um, I guess we we're doing a spoiler-free section. You can get through that pretty quickly. I think. I thought Edgar Ramirez was better. No, oh, he's more handsome. I think, but I, I was I was taken aback with them. Um, I'm <laughs> assuming it's it's, a, it's Wagner. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that it's Wagner or something like that. <laughs> like I said, this is a docudrama. It, it was interesting watching it. Like I was like, as things were as things started happening, I was like, oh, I vaguely remember this happening in the news. But it deals with many interconnected uh, spy networks across uh, Cuba and Miami, and some disparate stories that are loosely tied together. Uh, probably not as well as they could have been. And this is this is one of those movies that feels like it should have been a TV show, but this is one of those me- movies that feels like it probably shouldn't have been made. <laughs> oh no, that, no, <laughs> I don't go that far. I will. Get, well, I guess we're gonna do a spoiler-free section, so we can quickly just get our basic feelings. I have enjoyed all of uh, this director's films. I will say of the stuff I've seen from him, this probably is my least favorite. But I'm still a solid B on this. I think he's a really great director. I peeked at Ben's letterbox review, so it'll be interesting how we disagree. I thought the movie was just flying by, but it was almost detrimental because it couldn't focus on anything. I thought when it really gave the characters a chance to shine, and like Anna de Armas gets a nice little stretch that she's amazing in, and Penelope Cruz gets a lot of the focus at the end, and Edgar Ramirez gets a little focus at the beginning and Gal Garcia Bernal gets a little bit, like, they all get a little bit of time to themselves, and it's really good, and they are really good, and there's some really great episodic moments in it, but it just never quite comes all the way together to be something great, which it feels like it could have been, but never comes close to being at the same time, even if I think it's pretty good. I'm also a history junkie i like movies like this like i said carlos is superior that's a three movie miniseries that he made uh with edgar ramirez i know you guys are a little cold on this but it is it's him at almost the peak of his powers i would say um that's my favorite thing i've seen from him but again it's about terrorists in the 70s yeah and edgar ramirez is in it and really great but um yeah i would definitely support Watch Network if you like history little docudrama stuff but yeah let's hear what everybody else has to say. Before we started our podcast I mentioned that this movie kind of uh, it, it I kind of feel bad because I wasn't ready like I had just finished they were playing The Last of Us 2 a couple days before 
So I was not really ready to kind of dive into anything or care about anything. And this movie, I just didn't care about anything in it or anyone. Like, I think the acting was fine to decent. There was some pretty good stuff, especially with Penelope Cruz in the end. But nothing spectacular. I think the pacing just drags. It felt like, Zach, you said it could have been a, it should have been like a series it felt like a series to me that I was just sitting through, waiting for it to end. And it just had a lot of weird editing and cuts that, like, like gave it, like, it just made me frustrated because it's like, the pacing in this movie is just awful, and then these cuts are so abrupt, so you have this one thing that's moving so fast in this direction that just doesn't, and it doesn't gel with the pa- the rest of the movie's pacing. Like, I don't know. I just was not enjoying this movie. I did not have a good time with it. I would agree with you. I didn't really care about anybody. Like, I didn't really get a whole very connected. The two female character leads, Cruz and Darmus, I think are the easiest to connect to. But they also have the least to do. Yeah, they yeah. I wish they both had yeah. more to do. I would argue no one had anything to do. Like, it felt <laughs> watching this movie, I'm in the same boat as Ben, where it's like, I don't know if I was just not able to connect it. Like, I don't, now I feel like I'm not ready to watch anything for a while because of The Last of Us. But watching this, it's like, I don't know if that was at fault or if it was just this movie was like an attempt to make something out of nothing. Like, after watching it, I could not tell you what The Wasp Network is. Like, I don't know if they were pro-Castro or anti-Castro. I don't know Pro what Castro. these... What? Pro. See, I oh didn't God, even I know that. it was just me. <laughs> but, like, no, um, it, I didn't... It was super confusing. Not, that's, it not, was, you're not, like, that's, yeah. most of the characters had nothing to do. Like, at one point, it was it was an hour... I think it was at the actual hour mark that the Wasp Network was first mentioned. And I was like, oh, yeah. this kind of feels like we're getting into like an Ocean's Eleven type vibe where stuff is finally <laughs> going to start happening. And then it goes back to just being nothing. It's like the only thing I can tell you about these characters and what they did was just treat their significant others like garbage. And that was it. It's like, I don't know how they thwarted terrorists or whatever, or if they were part of... I don't even know if they were thwarting terrorists. They said they were, but then it's like, wait, but you don't... What? I don't know. They were <laughs> thwarting the terrorists against the Cubans. Okay. The thing about Anna de Armas' character, too, is like her best her best moment is her just crying because her husband did something fucking... Yeah, I'm sure like, John cool. would argue there's a I'm... different best <laughs> moment from her. <laughs> That's fair. I think John would... John, do you... Would you care to... She, hey, okay. They're, they're, she, she looks Listen, great in every all, scene. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, first of all, this entire film ended up. I was so invested in this film, and then it ended up being communist propaganda. <laughs> so zero out of ten for that. Like what a, what a fucking. That travesty. was really interesting. That you're like, oh, Castro has some good ideas. Hold on, Zach. Hold, hold on, Zach. <laughs> so I feel betrayed by the premise of this film. Yeah, I. I I don't know. It's I I hear what a lot of you guys are saying and maybe I I still agree with Zach more. I think because it, it went by so quickly, it was really fast paced. I do agree the structure of the pacing was kind of weird though. Well I thought the, I thought the structure was gonna pay off to the point where Lauren said like where they're like in this they, they mention Watts Network, you get this cool montage, but then it, it kinda never 
you think it's going to take off and then it kind of just settles back in it introduces all these players and then we never see them again until the end of the movie (laughs) yeah it's just like it's like a cool exposition dump i guess well yeah and in that sense i guess this this movie is just i guess trying to tell like a really faithful rendition of how everything went down and not try to dramatize for improvise Mm -hmm. or dramatize or or just completely imagine a fake event Mm -hmm. for the climax to make the entire thing kind of like fall down so that being said i i don't think this is i think or rather i think this is the first docudrama i've kind of watched in this vein and it, it got me thinking that I've watched mostly mostly in TV, not necessarily in film, but I've watched my share of the spy thriller and the political thriller, but I don't think I've watched one that's a blend of the two. And so I think, I guess the Bourne series would be the closest thing I, I would compare that to, but the Bourne series leans more heavily on the spy aspects of it or the espionage aspects of it. And a cohesive plot. But, well and for that reason i think there were allusions or tones or themes that i think i picked up on that were similar to those types of films or media that i really appreciated but yeah i can all that said i can understand what people's gripes would it with it would be but i still didn't dislike it as much as you guys did i think i'm i think i'm really i'm with zach of this is like maybe a B minus C plus of a movie. I gave it three and a half on Letterboxd. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I think one of the other things is, and I know this might start to feel like, uh, start to feel patronizing, but I I think having a film with some recognizable faces, but that was so distinctively kind of like an international film, it just, it made me appreciate the vibrancy and I felt like it gave me not a complete or comprehensive picture by any means, but a, a really good introduction as into what life for Cubans, both in Cuba and also America is like. And also this idea that there are some very staunch patriots of Cuba who, would, who are pro the Cuban government. And I think that's a story that's not told a lot. And so... If anything, I think the representation, it did a good job at being a representation of, I think, a Cuban film. And just, it it wanted me to appreciate my own culture for that sake. Because everything about this film was drenched in Cuban culture. So much so that Ben and I didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, was the one guy who um, swam to Guantanamo Bay... Who was he an actor or something? Like they made it sound like he was famous in the movie. Yeah, I think he was like some sort of actor in some capacity. Yeah. Okay, because like I just didn't understand anything that was going on. It's like (laughs) I didn't understand why he was important. I don't understand what these people actually did to thwart terrorism. Like how they get their information. Let me tag some spoilers and then we can go. Well, I mean, is it spoilers if it's a like actual events? (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Did any of you remember any of this happening? Of course not. I'm not a history person. I barely remember what happened yesterday. (laughs) I was a toddler, I think. So So you were not a toddler? 1990? How old are you? I was 
1990. I was though. I'm like five one. years oh, yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like well. I definitely don't remember what happened when I was two years old. <laughs> so my my memory on the subject is a little hazy. Okay. I'm gonna be well, honest. You should have taken better notes in the crib. <laughs> so watch network to to watch it if you're interested to avoid it. So from here on out, spoilers. For the Watts Network. With that, we're going to get into spoilers. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. So yeah, he... But that was like the interesting thing. Like it could have... I was going to get into this when John was talking about it. Like it could have been more like snappy, twisty oh, who's on whose side? But it was just so matter-of-fact all the time. And it wasn't even, cl- like, they like they don't try to make it very clear about mm-hmm. who. Like, because that actor guy, we, we find out he is a, he is part of the WASP network. But he's yeah, also he, taking I, I FBI. He he's also taking FBI informant money. Yeah. And then he's the one who defects back to Cuba. Yeah, it's like, if you're pro-Cuba in the United States, why do you need to go back to Cuba? So, because the reason was, they were working They were working for these... The guy um, with the planes. These advocacy groups yeah. that were supposedly trying to support new defectors to Cuba. Or you to, know, by dropping, me, or dropping pamphlets and selling drugs. Running drugs. <laughs> well, well, and also, but also, like, saving and helping people who were in, en route to America yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, there are those groups that were trying to advocate for those people who are defecting and advocate for democracy mm-hmm. in Cuba. And so, these three guys in the WASP network were, under the guise of being defectors themselves infiltrating these groups to stop them and halt their plans because one of their one of their plans was tourism is such a major part of the cuban economy and so the idea is well as well as helping people if we can disrupt the cuban economy we can cause the government to fall and then in its place democracy will Mm -hmm. will take over the watch network's trying to stop those guys yeah yeah stop the bomber who didn't want to have anything to do with drugs, but he was fine with murdering people. <laughs> well, he wasn't yeah, fine. That he, felt got, a little weird he got a little. His, he, You're he placing a bomb. <laughs> he threw up. Yeah, guys. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he threw up and then placed another bomb. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he he hid the other one. He threw the other one away. The last one. <laughs> yeah, but not before still dropping one in that restaurant. Restaurant. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I just destroyed their bathroom. Might as well blow up the whole building. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, and that's why other problem too is like, there's no action or anything like no. intense in this movie. And like you said, you like the filmmaking and everything, and I'm with oh. Ben. It's like those fades felt so amateurish, and I was like, who made this movie? I could have made this movie. It was just like I didn't feel like there was any skill to it. The editing and transfer, like scene to scene movement, just felt so weird. I don't know. And like I, half yeah, the I was, actors, it was just moving along. Like for the me. core, the core group of ask, actors did really well, but then like the very small roles, like the guys working at Guantanamo Bay, I was like, did they just pick them up off the sidewalk or something and bring <laughs> them in? Because there were so many people. Who was like, ooh, this might be, this is not your full time job. <laughs> yeah, the FBI guys were not the best actors. Uh, no, for sure. 
And then it was like, yeah, they're bugging that guy. It's like, what are who's what is happening? <laughs> like, I wish I wish they had shown more of like what they were fighting for yeah. or who they were fighting against. It was what just they like, were actually no doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's every, like, we, like almost every scene is just like somebody talking about their next plan. And then the next plan happens. The only thing and then we they see them do is like a wedding. It's like, how does this plan? I don't care about this wedding. Yeah, that was really. You barely see the wedding. You see them talk away from the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was such a problem part because the, I mean, the guy who was the leader of that of the biggest advocacy group showed up to the wedding. But see, right? even and when so... he showed up, I was like, I don't remember who this guy is. What does he care <laughs> about? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> So, oh, I guess this question I, he is paints apparently for, like <laughs> for Zach. Zach, at one point, did you realize that the first two guys were actually spies? When Gal Gadot Bernal tells us, <laughs> yeah, okay, because I I had no like at that point I was like son of a bitch, yeah. like I was really <laughs> surprised, and I I remember watching the trailer, but I was I was really confused by the trailer. So I, I didn't expect both of them to be spies. And so when, yeah, it, it, it was just, it was, that came out of left field for me. Yeah, it's like, even even when Gail Garcia Bernal said that, it's like, they're not traitors, they're heroes. I still thought he meant heroes because they wanted a democratic Cuba and not yeah. because they're actually <laughs> so pro-Castro. It was confusing. I will give you that for sure. What I love how they're like, the, the trailer's also like, are they heroes or patriots? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a white person, my personal opinion is. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, but like, I totally agree with you. Like the Anna de Armas plotline, like ultimately ends up nowhere. Like mm-hmm. it was interesting. I was getting invested. And then it's like, oh, I went back to Cuba and she's pissed. And then she doesn't come back. At all, you know, she just puffs yeah. off into the back, movie prancing either. around her house. Yeah, it's like when she she left the movie. It was like she's coming back, right? No. <laughs> Man, her in that club, like, talk about just giving <laughs> off energy. Like, I could have watched her walk around that club at for like thirty minutes. No, but I, I mean, I, I'm glad that like like Ben thought you like the actors were good and like. I think they stand out, but I could totally, I like, I'm not going to really argue with you and Lauren about being confused or not being able to sucked into it. Cause it, it didn't, it didn't really try to pull you in it's either like the, though, you know? Yeah. It's like the actors are doing everything they can mm-hmm. and for the most part are doing mm-hmm. well. It's just mm-hmm. like no amount of heavy lifting can make it make sense and make it, yeah. I don't know, like just make it feel like make the pacing feel more natural and. Yeah, I just... Ah, that's so weird. I, like, it's... Yeah, the movie flew by for me. It was just like, yeah, oh, I slow down. So much for yeah. me. So you guys, but at the same time, when the movie crazy. ends, it's just like, suddenly, um, Penelope Cruz's character is getting arrested, and she just yeah. looks over her shoulder, and it's like, it cuts Freeze to, frame. like, the final stuff. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Nothing has happened yet. What is going on? It's like, oh, look, the movie's about to be picking up, and... Yeah. I thought the daughter was a really good actor too. Um, the, oh my god! You know, yeah, you want to know good. who the best actor in this movie was? That baby. It's like when it was just oh, like kisses? mommy or whatever. She's going on. <laughs> Getting her face oh, smacking her, her up. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I would too if my mom was abandoning me with that she old lady. <laughs> it's so good though. 
But yeah. No, good, good I, I think one of my favorite lines was, after eating McCastro's for so long, real <laughs> McDonald's is a delicacy. Oh, I didn't even catch what that is what he said. I was too busy being like, they have McDonald's at Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of military oh. bases had some of those standard uh, yeah. things in there. Is Guantanamo Bay on an island? Why do you have to swim there? Because he was coming from Cuba. <laughs> no, but Guantanamo Bay is in Cuba. How far <laughs> off is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I always figured it was on the island, like on the Cuban, uh, the island of Cuba. I always thought it was a separate, like a separate island off the coast. Okay. Well, I mean, that's how the. No, not Quantum gonna, of Solace. Are you going to Google this? I'm looking it up. <laughs> I gotta see Quantum it. of Solace. Zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom out. Enhance. I got slow internet. Enhance. So it is on the island, but it looks like it's it, it is in a bay. Yeah, and so, so where I was think... he swimming? That swim across the bay, I could probably do that. Like, come on, it looks like maybe a. But not even a mile. but, it's, but there it are was, sharks, Zach. It was probably the only way that he could. Yeah, he probably had to swim around it. Yeah. Yeah. Swim out. Otherwise, like they would have seen him coming, and other people would have had him on record and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. It says right here. There's a hidden beach he could have started from. <laughs> I also didn't realize Haiti was that close to Cuba, and Jamaica. I I know nothing about the Caribbean. I mean, in all fairness, I just outed myself for not knowing that Guantanamo Bay was <laughs> that close to Cuba. So <laughs> it's on Cuba. <laughs> Oh, this guy stars in the... Have you been... Have you watched any of the Elite Squad movies? I've heard they're good. I don't think I've even heard of them. The guy who did those, his, uh, he got to do the RoboCop remake from a few years ago. He, he sprung from Elite Squad to RoboCop. And I haven't seen those. I enjoyed that. I haven't seen the, the Elite RoboCop. Squad movies, but I knew I recognized this guy, and it's from the poster for Elite Squad. Uh, the, the handsome, quote-unquote, handsome actor. Him and Ana de Armas have another movie that comes out this year about a sweeping drama set in the chaotic aftermath of the U.S. invasion of Iraq. She's blonde in that movie. It just made me think of like another thing that I was so confused about when this movie was happening was when we see um, those people shooting up that beach randomly. It mm. felt like it was a different part. Like I thought it was like a movie within the movie because it just <laughs> felt so weirdly shot. <sighs> Which again, I didn't understand what was happening at all. <laughs> Not too many wide take or wide angle shots no. like that in the movie. I really think he's a great director, and I, I'm kind of I'm 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 a little sad you guys are poo pooing his. I haven't seen any of his other stuff, so yeah, I'm just saying I wasn't a fan of this film. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, I know, I know. I but I like I said, I'm with John in that I just had a completely different. Like I was, I was pulled in by the filmmaking when I wasn't, when I was confused and I was like, what is happening? Why is this important? I was, I was always sitting back on the filmmaking side of things. I'm like, well, at least this looks like a real person shot this movie for Netflix (laughs) instead of. Uh, you know, like a lot of their others, like having watched Murder Mystery and Feel the Beat this mm. week, those two movies don't look nearly as well polished as Wasp Network does. Is Murder uh, Mystery worth watching? Uh, I mean, it was it was watchable in the background. Like I laughed a couple times, oh. but no, okay. you don't need to rush out to watch it. <laughs> um, that's that's with famed character actor Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, he does play a bit of a okay. character in that one. 
he is doing some work in that movie. If you're going to watch one gems. of his movies, I would recommend Carlos uncut gems. first. No, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. this director. Oh. But that's actually three okay. movies. It's a six hours. <laughs> that is a bit of a commitment. If you're going to watch one movie, I would watch Personal Shopper with Kristen Stewart. Which I heard was incredible. It's really good. It's uh, it's. I don't want to even spoil anything about it. It's a, it's it's very low key movie, but it is it's really good. Like the directing in this was so it was uncomplicated. I don't want to say simplistic. It was really straightforward, but it it just made the movie like move along really quickly for me. Like I thought he did a great job. So you like, don't want to say simplistic, but I will. <laughs> it felt very basic. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I think sometimes the best... Yeah, sometimes. amateurish is what I called it earlier, and I, I agree. <laughs> so what's weird is, like, I feel like the best... Are, like. But again, I don't know if I can blame him for editing, so... <laughs> there's two ends of the spectrum where it's just, like, I think if a director's trying really hard and, like, makes it really apparent, you can be like, uh, this is too much, or this isn't mm-hmm. t- executing properly. Or if a director's trying really hard and it pays off for them. Like, I... I saw Do the Right Thing finally for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And all of the choices that Spike Lee makes in that, he just, he, he has his creative lens, like, on his, where, like, worn on his sleeve with that. But it works really well. Um, but then there's also a sweet spot of, like, when you don't realize that, like, there's a director to, the, like, things. And I think that's also, that needs to be acclaimed. Because when a director makes everything seem so seamless, then they're, they've done their job. They've made everything just seem like you're peering into reality and not mm-hmm. someone else's like vision. Yeah, I mean, he's not known for his visual flair, I would say. But, you know, I don't think he has a style in the way that, you know, Spike Lee or Wes Anderson, or, you know, David Fincher or Spielberg even. You can tell the way the camera moves, you can spot a Spielberg movie or the Coen Brothers or something like that. But... I think John's right. He does. He he finds great shots and framing, and I, I and I, I know you guys disagree, but I think his most of his shots are pretty attractive and beautiful. And yeah, I mean, I can't really remember the look. I can't really remember the look necessarily of the movie. So I, probably blaming yeah. him for a lot of it isn't actually fair. But it was more, I think, editing that threw me off, like transitioning yeah. between scenes. And like, it just felt like there were these random little scenes that had no connection to the rest of everything. Like there wasn't a flow to the movie for me. And then no, it's like, there I, were I so mean, many, totally like there were so many different time that. jumps where it's like, he just yeah. met this woman and was like very creepy in a car with her. And next thing you know, they're getting married. And then next thing you know, they're like, not that long after this. It's like, oh, four years ago, this is what happened. <laughs> and it's like, what is happening? And it, I don't know. There was just no connection for me to any no, of this. I totally, I totally, you're not, I can buy into that. Like it, it did jump. It was very deliberate in how, and that's where I think like the fastness is where I'm coming from. It just like, it just seemed to be blowing yeah. past everything instead of settling in a little bit so yeah but like i think the blowing past is definitely something that happened but at the same time because i was getting nothing out of any of the scenes like no context it felt like it was going so slow because i didn't know what was going on that's gonna do it for wasp network two thumbs up two thumbs down where will you'll fall you probably know by now just don't even watch it if you're in the (laughs) banner (laughs) camp. 
What what are you, like a troll under a bridge giving riddles? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, you busted out into like iambic pentameter all of a sudden. If you like this movie, you'll know. <laughs> what was it? We watched something recently that was like, if you know what you know, you'll know or something. Uh, next week, we are doing another Netflix new release, and that is the Will Ferrell comedy. Oh, uh, Will Ferrell Excuse and Rachel me. McAdams. Thank you, John. Okay. The Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams comedy. This is Canadian erasure, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> Eurovision. I would never rate erase Rachel McAdams. She's one of my faves. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. I We were talking briefly beforehand. <laughs> uh, Ben's watched the trailer once. That Lauren and I watched the one-minute music video that came out for this. Which is amazing. <laughs> I, I'm just not gonna... I have, I'm have. i trying to go into this movie as blind as possible. I'm even not... I just saw two people in the movie. I didn't even want to know that they were in the movie, probably. Uh, so um, we're not going to go into the cast. Oh, from the trailer? Two. Yeah. Okay, I, I won't look at the trailer then. Yeah, the trailer... You can kind of see the entire movie from the trailer. So I wouldn't watch it. It, I think I texted Ben after that. You might have said this after, and I I said it's about the journey, not the this movie. You could probably know every plot beat, and it's whether Will Ferrell's funny or not is not gonna is gonna be the defying thing. And I'm excited to see Rachel McAdams be goofy with him as well. Will this um, be Will this be Step Brothers or I don't know? I haven't seen a non funny Will Ferrell movie in a it's while. It's directed by David. Considering Dobkin. I didn't like Step Brothers. <laughs> I don't like a lot of his movies, guys, so this could it's be your training. Fucking for me. Catalina <laughs> wine mixer. Come on. David Dobkin did uh, Wedding Crashers, is his biggest movie. He also did um, The Judge, which I never saw with Robert Downey Jr., The Change Up with uh, Jason Bateman, Ryan Reynolds, which I also never saw. Well, if I saw it, I completely forgot it. When and we Shanghai first talked Night. about The Switch, that's what I thought we were talking about. Oh. <laughs> You're all excited for Ryan Reynolds, and then. You got that creepy. Goddamn right I was. Yeah. So yeah, another new release. (laughs) Eurovision (laughs) Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Surely to be the most ridiculous title of the year. I I don't know, we still got um, Birds of Prey. (laughs) And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah, I feel like... No, that's still a better title than this. That name might have got canceled, so doesn't seem like it did when you actually look anywhere. It's like Yeah, I know. Well, that was that was also like post corona twenty or pre corona twenty twenty. So that yeah. was like forty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've aged a good eighty years since then. <laughs> it's that Titanic. It's been eighty years. <laughs> yes. It's been eighty four years. Uh so yeah. I'm still mad then. at that woman for tossing that diamond or that necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, for what? Tossing that necklace into the ocean. Are we talking about Titanic? Yeah, that's what that yeah, 84 years reference is. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I apologize. Has for it, my... No, I haven't Has either. I don't think I've seen years? it since VHS. Uh, that movie rules. Until next week. Guys, come on. No one laughed at my joke. I didn't hear I don't it. Think we heard you. Has it been 84 years? No. No, it wasn't yeah, worth Since you've seen it, John? <laughs> huh? Huh? Fuck you guys, whatever. Until then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. You can rate and review the podcast. And you should do that because apparently it helps.
I'm Ben Graceby, the underappreciated comedian. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Graceby Bear. You can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Thor of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middlerow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.